Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Guessman along with Jared Dubois. And on today's show, we're going to go over my trip to San Jose and the very last preseason game for the LA Galaxy. And then we'll talk with LA Galaxy Phenom coming up in the world. Bradford, Jamison the fourth. He's a great interview. We'll do that. And then we'll also get to your LA Galaxy news and the CBA update. We have a bunch to get to tonight just ahead of the LA Galaxy's supposed season opener against the Chicago Fire. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Guessman and Jared Dubois. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Getting very, very close to the start of the 2015 season. Hopefully, maybe, probably. I have no idea. Yeah, I know. I know, Jared. I know how it is. I, I want to be excited about it. I know you want to be excited about it. Um, we'll get to some CBA stuff later. Uh, you know, we're, we're a recorded show, so by the time this probably comes out, Jared, it'll probably completely 100% change. But nonetheless, it's, it's still exciting that we could be possibly moving towards an actual resolution here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to think there's going to be one. Um, you don't want to get your hopes up. Well, it just depends on how much the players really want to go. What, what, what is the definition of free agency? Because I can tell you that they're not going to get the true free agency that baseball players and NFL and stuff like that get. What we'll get is the same type of thing we usually get in MLS, which is some kind of hybrid version of free agency or, draft. or hybrid versions of the way other sports do it. That still protects single entity. Another draft is what you're saying. That's what we're going to get. No, I mean, if you look what's being proposed out there, there's a few different ones where players over 30, 10 years played one team, which is like nobody. Right, right? Right. I mean, Ramiro Corrales is probably one of the only guys that's ever like, like fit that bill. Um, and then it's revised now to 28 with eight years played. I mean, they're going to get to a number that's right. It's not going to be true free agency, but they'll get to a number right there. And I'm actually kind of stoked if this, this news has been coming out lately tonight. Mm-hmm is right and they're right. kind of honing in honing in honing in i think there's more of a chance for a resolution before the end of the week than i thought yesterday right right but i still think there are ways off yeah I mean, well you know hey again we'll get to cba i don't want to jump into it i want to i want to save it but mostly because as the show develops we keep getting more information and so i'm sort of hoping by the time we get to the end we'll actually know maybe a little more than we know right now so anyway i want to get to that but i also want to talk la galaxy's last preseason game against the san jose earthquakes i know uh, nobody really got to watch this because one it wasn't streamed it wasn't on tv um so it was tweeted and i was one of those lucky tweeters so i actually drove up to the to the san jose game jared and let me tell you stadium off the off first because i know everybody wants to talk about the stadium right i mean stadium porn lay it sta- on me. stadium porn this is this is exciting it's it's a it's a really really cool place to watch a soccer game i mean just the the steepness of the stands is is amazing um only because that give that you don't realize it but it gets you so much closer to the field you literally sit even in the press box which is you know basically behind the very last row of seats as you go even the press mm-hmm. box almost like hangs over the field a little bit i mean you're not that far from the from the touchline well, what what's the feel with that um that kind of dugout where the luxury boxes are at the bottom instead of up the top which is uh, the norm for most stadiums but with san jose they put their luxury boxes at field level it, what is that kind of vibe it, it makes a lot of sense when you realize that the people who are spending the most amount of money get to be closest to the field. I mean, that's really your bread and yeah, but butter, I think right? that's the worst view, to be honest with you. It, yeah, it's not a great view because, um, you know, you've sat But there's down. a level of intimacy that comes with that. The fact that you're literally on the field 
is something really unique, and I think it's a really high selling point. I mean, everybody wants to get closer, and I, you know, you know, Jared, I know, you know, our listeners know that sort of the higher you sit up, the better view of the entire field you have. You understand that, but there's something to the intimacy whenever you can hear a player yell "f you" to the ref whenever he's standing like you know three feet from you, than whenever you you see him mouth something and don't hear him say "f you" to the ref from that far behind. So I think that's okay, and the fact is that. Even though the 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 regular seat payers aren't right on the field, they kind of still are because they sit directly above those boxes. So they sort of, even though they're up a little bit higher, Jared, they're right on top of the field too. And so everything is really intimate, really cozy. I, I'm making a prediction that when they sell that place out with 18,000 people, which I think is a very real possibility for them because I think there's a lot of interest being attracted to that stadium. So I think it'll happen soon. I think that place is going to be loud because you're right on top of each other, even with the open end towards the airport. Yeah, I'm really excited. I hope they make a trip up there sometime soon. Uh, my brother lives in the Bay Area. Yeah, I really want to go. And it's odd as a Galaxy, uh, as Galaxy fans, that we we should hate anything that has to do with San Jose, right? But yes. you can't help but maybe applaud a little bit if it actually maybe they got it right. I think they got real close to being right. I think that there's a lot right there, and I think that the location. A lot of people were worried it's too close to the airport, and you'd hear the planes. All right, literally, because you look out towards the open end of the stadium and you're right there off the west side of the airport and you're like over one road is the runway. It's right there. Um, it's actually kind of cool to see the planes taking off. This is coming from self, self-proclaimed yeah, but you, 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 you like plane porn more than stadium porn. The, it's a toss up for me, quite honestly. I mean, that, oh, that's man, did you see the size of those jets on that baby. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yes, that is me. I, I, yeah, I that's what I call a jumbo jet. Oh, look at those. Look at those P-tot tubes. I think one's bigger than the other. I don't know. See, they're pedo tubes. You didn't even get the joke. It was a pilot joke. Some of my pilot friends will get that. I'm okay with it. So, all right. Anyway, but yes, it's cool. The noise is not too much. Uh, The amenities seem really nice. Um, As far as the stores that they have, they're open. We'll see how it all goes. I think the locker rooms and that sort of thing is a little on the small side. Um, but it is what it is. It's brand new. It's mm-hmm. nice. Uh, if they get the parking figured out, because I think I parked about three quarters of a mile away and had to walk all the way there. Um, it was great. The weather was interesting because the last five minutes it hailed. All right. It was sunny at the beginning of the game and it hailed at the end of the game. So that was fun. Um, but other than that's that, all well and good. How did the galaxy look? There are flashes of 2014 in there. There's lots of buildup, which I like lots of passing, Jared, quick passing. Um, lots of interchange. The the sort of the ticky taco that we talk about all the time is is there. So I, I think you're you're excited about that. It's just the finishing. It's the well, how did how did Brad, Bradford Jameson look on the left side of midfield? He was okay. I think mm-hmm. that he had some mistakes. I, Robbie Keane had some from words for him after the game. I saw them actually talking to each other, and it was uh, it's interesting to see that dynamic. Um, and we'll get to talk to to Bradford Jameson coming up here a little bit further in the in the show. Um, but you, it's interesting to see that dynamic between Robbie Keane and, and BJ. Uh, it's very uh, reverential from BJ. He understands his place as this young player, but I don't think those guys cut him any slack because even though he's so young, I, I don't think that matters to them. He's a yeah, I think it's player. odd that we're seeing. It's kind of like Jesse Zard is all over again. A guy that's a young striker right. with a lot of potential. Uh, we're going to make him into left winger. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's interesting. And yes, he can play striker. He's definitely an attacking player. Let's put it that way. I don't know that his best best. I mean, even watching position. him play with the uh, the U twenties, I think oh, looked very good as a striker, in my opinion. He he does. He can he can play that role, but I mean somebody has to fill that left mid role. That's really where the galaxy are at. If you wanted to know where they were tinkering still, it's it's at left mid. It's at uh you know, possibly that striker position seeing the best one. Uh, Giasi Zardes, uh, Baggio Husidic, and Jaime Pinedo didn't make the trip. They were all uh, riding out little knocks that they took. So Bruce said they'd be back to full training this week. So I don't think if there is a game on Friday, I think that they will be available for that game. Bruce said that they would. So unless anything develops uh, closer to the game time, they should be fine. But you didn't get to see Husidic and Juninho paired up in the center like you would probably expect. They had Kenny Walker in there at the center, um, which Kenny did okay. I mean, he Kenny always does okay. That's sort of the problem with him. I, I I love me some Kenny Walker. I, I may be in love with with Kenny Walker. I love what he does on the ball. He he's he's sort of that that simple that simple passer does the good things does the simple things good. Um, I think you just want more, and I don't know what you want more of, but you need more from from Kenny Walker. You need more from like a Raf, Rafael Garcia. It's I want, him, I want him to be from Tarzana. I don't know if it's if he is or not. So I can call him like Walker Tarzana Ranger. That's a whole, please don't. 
don't ever say that again. That's not good. What you don't be jealous. You didn't think of usually it. Usually, you come up with really good ideas, and that that was not a good one. I didn't. I didn't. Like that, so. You're not exactly the best audience. <laughs> this is true. I agree with that. I, I won't. I won't give you uh, give you anything for the that. Problem may be with you, not me, sir. But it, I have a feeling it's me. It, it could be. Uh, Gordon Kino were up top for this. If anybody wanted to know if Alan Gordon was going to get to play, you know, uh, again this year, which I think people are always sort of questioning his role in the LA Galaxy, um, I think you could see Zardis start at left mid, and I certainly think you could see Alan Gordon up top, even with Alan Gordon. And That's they- a slippery slope, though, Josh, man. I mean, why do you work, Why do you mess with one of the best tandems that in, in the league last year? And I understand you got a hole at left midfield, but, man, to, you're really trying to squeeze something out of uh, out of nothing if you want to listen Jassy Zardes his rookie year left midfield was a gaping black hole of uh, listen I don't think he's the same player he was then I really don't he's right. better decision maker now yep. I think he 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 did look good with the uh, US national team playing a bit from midfield a little bit deeper position he, I think he can do okay there but man, why do you mess up a good thing up top? You know, it's kind of the same way I felt about when Landon Donovan and Robbie Keane. It's like they're one of the best tri- to tandems in the league. Right. When you pull Landon Donovan into midfield, I wonder why you mess with that. Luckily, Zardes was able to step in and fill that void from Landon Donovan up top. But I just don't know if you're going to get the same thing out of the pairing of of uh, of Alan Gordon right, right. with Robbie Keane as you did with Zardes. Well, I mean, it's like we've always seen whenever Alan Gordon plays, Jared, the the formation and, and the way the Galaxy play, ch- you know, shifts because they do play the long balls up to Gordon. And you know what? Quite honestly, in the San Jose game, he did a great, great job at holding the ball up and distributing from his no, position. he's good at it. Yeah, he is. He Well, he, he is now. I mean, way back in the day when he was first an LA Galaxy player, that was not the case. I still find Just myself... Just because like every other big striker, he thinks he can play with his feet. And at some and point, can. you realize... I need a career. Right. And when you want a career, you start using your assets to your advantage. Nate Jaquan never learned that, that, that learned, never learned that lesson. That's why he's not in the league anymore. And Alan Gordon is. Well, I mean, it makes sense. And, and he's doing that well. So I feel comfortable with him and, and what he's doing. And, and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make me nervous or anything like that. So that's fine. And like I said, the interchange was there. Um, it's just missing something. And I don't know if Zardis coming in in that left mid role is that, and you talk about why would you do that? And you answered it when you said there's a big gaping hole at left mid. And so you, I mean, Bruce isn't going to have a lot of choices right now until, you know, Steven Gerrard comes in and then fills another midfield position. And maybe you can put who sit out wide. Um, so you can get another midfielder who can really play, but you know, maybe Kenny Walker, maybe Raphael Garcia. I mean, those are such maybe Sebastian Leckett. That seems like it's a completely unsubstantiated rumor, and you, and you know that. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, sure, maybe. I, I'm just saying, there might be smoke. I agree. It doesn't mean there's fire, but yeah, th- there might be a little smoke. This is my problem. This is my it's problem. It's the right type that. of player. See, that's the whole thing. That It makes so much sense that it's so believable, and that it came from a West Ham, like, I, I don't know if it was a fan site or, or some sort of West Ham dedicated site, and then everything in it sort of made sense, even the fact that there was no fee supposedly paid um, and that it was a sign-on fee, basically, that if they sold him, that if the LA Galaxy sold him, that there would be some fee coming back. So that rumor's out there. It's it's so far been, quote-unquote, proven not true, but only because there's a lack of information on it. So if more stuff develops, it could become true. I'm just saying right now it's not. And there's only – the, the crazy thing is there's only seven midfielders technically on the Galaxy's books, and one of them is Steven Gerrard. Right. So if you take him out of the mix, Robbie Rogers is listed as a midfielder. Yep. And uh, you know from the last time we talked, I feel the solution is go with your strengths of fullback. Right. You have, you have Todd Donovan, you have, Debra, uh, you have Gargan, and you have A.G. De La Garza, all competent, if not <clears throat> great, right. fullbacks in MLS. I'm okay with playing a Leonardo or a – um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Tommy Meyer. Tommy Meyer uh-huh. in the middle and pushing AJ out wide. If it means pushing Robbie Rogers into left midfield, I like that idea more than repurposing Mars. Uh, uh, Zardes right, up front as, as a left mid. No, I think. See, this is the problem. Everybody wants definitive answers right now of what Bruce Arena is going to do with this lineup. And the bottom line is, there's there's one hole for sure. And whenever you start moving players around to fill that hole, your lineups change drastically. I mean, you could go Leonardo and Gonzalez in the center. You could have Todd Donovan over on the left-hand side starting. You could put Robbie Rogers at that left mid-spot. You could also take Robbie Rogers and put him over at right-back because he's been playing some right-back in front of Dan Gargan. So, I mean, what do you do with Dan Gargan? Does Dan Gargan come over and play the left in front of Todd Donovan? That also happened during preseason. There's all these things that have happened during preseason that, you know, whether or not it was Bruce just, like, 
Uh, you know, this is I'm, I'm rolling the dice. I'm going to see what sort of sticks. This is Bruce's spaghetti theory, Jared. He's taking spaghetti and he's throwing it against the wall and he's seeing what sticks. And I think, I think that's, that's what not you... giving Bruce Green enough credit. Bruce, Bruce is a simple man. I, and I think he would agree with that. Quite honestly, you think he... he goes out there just like with chaos? I, no, not chaos. But it's like, OK, let's try this. Uh, that didn't work. All right, let's try. Uh, let's move. Okay, let's move Robbie Rogers over to right, and let's put Todd Donovan at left. You make it sound like he's a man grasping for straws in the dark. No, this is just. I th- just think that he's smart enough to know that he he runs these theories out on the field in the preseason to see how they work. So that way, he doesn't have to tinker with it during the regular season. I think he knows that this I, galaxy. I, I think team, what you mean to say is more of an educated guess. Well, yeah, I mean he's Bruce Arena. He's proven over. If but see, here's the problem with Bruce. Okay, if you talk to him, There's he no pretends. Problem with Kirk. No, no. Well. No, I mean not not technically, but but there's if you no problem with there's him. no yeah. <laughs> if you talk to him, he's going to pretend like he is a stupid guy that he doesn't know what things. If you talk to him about formations, he'll tell you that it's eleven players versus eleven players. All right, that's uh-huh. that's a simple thing. And you know they just start that way, and as soon as the whistle blows, everything changes. And but Bruce Serena knows how to play formations. He knows what they do. He understands how to get the best out of his players. So he's super, super smart, but he comes across... I think he understands that the best teams don't stick to a formation. They adapt to whatever the game is. Well, yeah, yeah, that's great. Except Bruce would never tell you that, oh, well, we just adapt and go out there. He's sort of like, we just, you know, we line up and we play soccer. He's very simplistic in how he tries to explain it to us. And I know in the back of his mind, the wheels are turning like a madman genius. All right, that's that's it. I mean, that's Bruce. The scary thing is, if you take... Steven Gerrard out, uh-huh. Robbie Rogers out. Uh-huh. That leaves LA with five, four, four midfielders. Because I'm not counting Ignacio Mag- Maganto. You don't Nacho? Nacho? Nacho could be the real deal. Doesn't even man. have a number on their dang roster and he, their website. He will eventually relax. I think he picked a number. Actually, I think he tweeted it out. I don't know that it's official, but I think he okay. Has but that one. means you have you have only four to five midfielders. In your whole team, yet they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine forwards. Now, this some of this is kind of BS too. Raul Mendiola, I think of him as a midfielder. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, I like Jose Villarreal, who's listed as a forward as a potential he, candidate to fill some of that left midfield. He played. He, uh, he played there. He played there second half. Um, I think. After but is he a starter in MLS? See, that's the. Whole, here's the thing. And Robbie Keane said this after the San Jose game. He said that I'll give this to Jose. When he comes on, things happen. And it did. He came on and the LA Galaxy scored a goal. All right. And he scored the goal. It was a, it was a nice play between him and Robbie Keane. And Robbie Keane's goal that he scored was also linked up with Jose Villarreal. So if you're looking for the two goals the LA Galaxy actually scored in the opposition's net, um, Jose Villarreal was a major reason for both of those. And I think that's that's great. I think everyone's always known he's been offensive talent. And granted, he's been off our radar for about a year yep. in, in Mexico yep. doing God knows what. Not, but not, not much. During the time that I remember from a year ago, I think he had some defensive lapses. I don't know that he was good on both sides of the ball. And if you're going to play out wide on the left, you got to have the ability to play on both sides of the ball. That's one of the things that Landon Donovan probably didn't get enough credit for is his ability to track back and play on the defensive side and be right. positionally aware. Right. That's a risk you take in via Real. That's now, a risk if you, you take put Robbie anybody. Rogers there, right. you have a guy that's been playing left fullback for quite some time. Right. You know, understands exactly what the for that was, and spent most of his career playing left midfield. I think it's a great stopgap measure. Is that Robbie's position come August? No. No. Yeah. Is his position for the first three months? I think it should be. It's it's not a horrible idea. It makes the most sense. Um, I just don't Assuming know. Assuming Todd Donovan's on his game. And he seems to be. He, they made that. He, he played central defense, unfortunately, in the San Jose game. It was really weird. He had to come in. He said uh, that he once played central defense a long time ago in another preseason game and for about 45 minutes, and that was it. He got another 45 minutes um, in San Jose, and it was mostly because Leonardo was in there with Omar in the center. AJ uh, still recovering from a knock that he has, so he, didn't, he wasn't there. So um, they didn't have any other central defenders because I think Tommy. Meyer also out with a knock right now. Um, nothing, I don't think with him, I don't know if it's major. Is this um, Tommy Meyer's year? 
what else can he do? He helped us win an MLS Cup. I don't know why Bruce keeps going with Leonardo. I mean, listen, Leonardo played well down the stretch for the LA Galaxy to to help them win this this MLS Cup. I'm not going to argue with that. I just want to see him trade him if they're not going to use him. Just for the guy's own growth and the guy's own potential. He's too good of a center back to just be wilting away on someone's bench. If Bruce Arena trades another promising central defender and Leonardo is still on the team, the fans will revolt, Jared. You know Leonardo that. played good down the stretch last season, and he he's did. just coming from a guy that doesn't like Leonardo. Yes. But credit where credit's due, he was probably the better of the two def- def- uh, central defenders over the last three to four games. Not going to disagree with you. I, I agree. But the problem is that you're always flirting with the danger whenever he decides to go to sleep. And so whenever he goes to sleep, and Omar, quite honestly, you do the same thing with Omar. Omar will not pay attention for a couple minutes out of every game. And, you know, we saw it in MLS Cup. It ended up costing the LA Galaxy, uh, you know, the lead. And, and, and fortunately, they came back to win. It. So that there's there's that with the central defenders, but you can't have both of them be asleep. So you need somebody who's going to be awake. Now, AJ De La Garza is my number one pick for playing there. I still love him there, and that's where he should be playing. So whenever he comes back healthy, that's where he should be. Um, but if you're not going to play AJ there, then put Tommy Meyer in because I'd rather develop him as a younger talent than try to keep developing Leonardo. I think we've hit the top with Leonardo. I don't feel like there's more growth for him. And is that so bad? We won a cup with him. Yeah, but do you keep rolling that dice? It's like you're, you you want to fill your team with, hopefully, all right, you want to fill your team with the ascending players. And Tommy Meyer is an ascending player. It's like what the LA Galaxy did in 2009 whenever they got AJ and Omar. They filled their back line with ascending players. Um, and now, you know, I don't know that Leonardo is that he may be at the top. He may be peaking. Right. And we're right where the, that sweet spot. But I'm not sure he's there's any more growth for him. I, I, it's just me. Just me. I, I, I hate you, Josh Gessman. You've made me a defender of Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we get we talk our way into strange things on this show, Jared. It, it happens. But anyway, that was the uh, the preseason game up in San Jose. Again, if you're thinking about going up to San Jose on a road trip, I would suggest it um, if only to see the great stadium there. And plus the LA Galaxy and uh, and San Jose Earthquakes play excellent, entertaining, ridiculous soccer games. So please go do that and, and check that out. So I, I, I give you my permission if you needed it. Go. Go forth and spread well, okay, the LA man. Galaxy seed. All right. That's enough. I don't even I don't even know where that came from. But anyway, yeah, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Yeah, let's not let's not go anywhere. All right. So what we're going to do now, Jared, let's go ahead and take a break. All right. And whenever we get back, I'm going to talk with uh, Bradford Jameson. Um, he's great interview. So we should have a good time with them. So stay stay with me. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming up next, the interview with Bradford Jameson. And of course, our music is provided by Back Pocket Memory. This is Catapult great song go to itunes download their stuff as soon as you possibly can don't go anywhere we'll be right back some more corner of the galaxy don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts news and more visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com hey this is chris this is eddie this is jason and we're from back pocket memories and you're listening to corner of the galaxy Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Our next guest is coming back for his second appearance on the show. He was a star on LA Galaxy 2 last year. In this preseason, he's trying to work his way into a starting spot that Landon Donovan vacated. Please welcome back to the show LA Galaxy midfielder Bradford Jamison IV. BJ, thanks for coming on again. Hey, thank you for having me. Hey, let's talk about this preseason compared to, to last year's preseason. Obviously, uh, a, a new up-and-comer in the LA Galaxy system as far as being on the senior team and going through that that process of preseason. How has that changed this year? You feel a little more comfortable? 
yeah, definitely uh, much more comfortable, and obviously it's a different role that I'm trying to uh, to fill in. It's more of a, a bigger chance that I'll be on the field this year, and it's uh, a role that I'm trying to solidify for myself. Now, now you know you, we've we've seen you go through the preseason now, seen you get some of those starting starting roles. Um, I think lots of people have talked about you needing to improve, but where do you think you need to improve the most? Um, personally, I, I have to agree with uh, defensively, which obviously my coaches think the same. And you know, as an attacking player, I, I think I say this a lot, and it doesn't come naturally. But obviously, you know, there's always something that a young player has to work on, and I think that might be the biggest thing. What What is the defensive mindset that you have to get into? Like you said, you are an attacking player. I mean, it's easy to go play towards your strengths. Is is being a professional player more about backing up those weaknesses? Yeah, I think uh, as far as being a, 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 I mean, a professional player and to be a starting player, you have to be someone that everybody can depend on. And defensively, you can never switch off, and you have to have a mindset that you, you know, you're looking two plays ahead instead of ever being half a play behind. No, that that makes sense. Bruce Bruce recently after uh, after the San Jose game talked about you being a young player, quote unquote young player. What does that mean to you whenever you hear somebody like Bruce saying a young player? Clearly, it's not meant as a harsh criticism, but he's he's saying something there that that you need to work on. Right, and, you know, he's saying ex- exactly what I am. I'm a young player, so there are things that I haven't experienced yet. So in certain areas, I'm inexperienced, and in certain areas, I'm going to make inexperienced mistakes, and that's just the reality of it. You know, but 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 speaking of, you know, yes, you are a young player, but you've had plenty of of experience playing with the the youth national team. I mean, you you've been to different places and played in a lot of situations that that most kids your age wouldn't have been. Do you think that that experience has to help you? Oh, it's definitely a huge help. And in that case, you don't see some of the players that are my age in the position that I'm in. But at the same time, you know, it's a league that's growing and it's getting much better, and it's a good league. And it's a league that I have to adjust to myself. Hey, talk a little bit about the uh, the the U.S. Uh, U20s down in Jamaica and and what that experience was like. I know you and I talked a little bit after one of the LA Galaxy trainings about just that that whole experience down there. Can you give me sort of that that brief overview of of the roller coaster that the U20s sort of put put uh, put you on there? Yeah, um, qualifying in itself for Concacaf is a whole other world, and to be in Jamaica. And you know, even have a game against Jamaica and against the smaller teams that are really, you know, playing for for everything. They're playing for their lives, and every single game is the final. And obviously, we didn't start the tournament the way that we wanted to, but the fact that we came back and we qualified and we stuck it out, it really showed character throughout our team. Yeah, and we we talked as well about your family. How important is your family to to your whole development? I mean, I know I talked to your mom on Twitter, who is probably one of the most fun people to talk to on Twitter um, all the time. I'm a big fan of hers. You already know that. So, um, but, yeah. but but what is it about your family? They they seem to be super supportive, and, and it seems to be a real strength for you. It's big time. It's a huge strength. And, uh, you know, when there's times where immensely I might not be as you know, as strong as I would like to be, my family is a, just a huge rock. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, do, does does your mom, does your dad, does does everybody? Do they keep you grounded? Is is that the most important part to make sure that you don't uh, get this giant big head? Yeah, you know, um, my brothers probably do help a lot with that. You know, uh-huh. every time I go to training, my brother just tells me not to suck. <laughs> And besides that, and then another one won't even know what I'm doing half the time. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm back to reality as far as those guys keep me. Right, right, right. They're, they're, you're not a star in their eyes, that's for sure, right? Yeah. That, that, that's I'm good. Yeah, and it makes sense. Um, you know, you talked recently after that uh, San Jose game, um, you, you talked about Robbie Keane talking to you. What what does Robbie Keane do when he talks to you? Is it is it about teaching? Is it about motivating? What is what is the key for Robbie Keane? Because we've heard great things from players whenever they talk to Robbie Keane. Yeah, the thing about uh, guys like Robbie and Omar and Lennon when he was here is that they're super supportive, and, but at the same time, you know, they're stern when they have to be and they get their point across. They don't want me to to be babied, and they don't want to want me to feel like like I can take you know take advantage of being a young player, mm-hmm. you know. And in the situation I am now, I feel like I should, you know, feel like I'm I'm a guy that's been here for five years, even though I haven't been here for five years. You know, I should have a head on my shoulders and think that I deserve the respect that other guys do, and I need to earn that, obviously. 
We're talking to uh, Bradford Jamison Fourth here at Corner of the Galaxy Studios on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Um, BJ, what does it mean to you to have a chance at possibly filling a roster spot that was vacated by Landon Donovan? I know it's not, maybe that's not how you think about it, but a lot of fans see it that way. Does that ever hit you? You know, it hasn't hit me uh, in that in that way as far as just stepping into Lennon's shoes per se. But obviously, to be a homegrown player and to be a kid that was, you know, watching these guys play as a young guy, and now to be someone who can be starting on the field and have kids at that age watching me play, it's it's big time. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a big time. It, does, does it ever mess with your head at all? Just the success that you've had at such a young age. You know. Um, I guess you did say that it's success, but to be completely honest, it's, it's nothing even close to where I want to be. So uh, I have a pretty far way up the ladder to climb. You know, I, I want to go back to uh, Robbie Keane here for a second. You know, a lot of fans are critical of his sort of captain style. You know, uh, whenever we see Robbie Keane from the stands, you see him flailing his arms and yelling at players. But I always find that the players have a completely different view of Robbie Keane and what he does. Does any of that stuff ever bother you? No, I mean, you know, I have a lot of respect for Robbie, obviously, and he's a, a brilliant player and a very well-decorated player. And like I said, he's a guy that helps me day in and day out to become a better player. So, you know, when he's doing his thing, when, when we see that, we just say, oh, that's just Robbie. Right, right. And it's and it's motivational more than anything else. Then it's it, it makes anybody upset. Am I wrong with that? Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Um you know what? What are your what's your main goal here now? As you get ready through the preseason, um, you know you're real close to the season hopefully starting. Um, what's your goal now as as a young player, as as somebody who could possibly be on the precipice of getting this starting role? Uh, as a young player, you know I want to make sure that I can contribute as much as possible in whatever role that uh, I'm bestowed upon. I make sure that I give 110 percent, and you know I make the team proud. Make the team proud. No, I, and I think a lot of fans are really excited to see you play. So I know that's uh, that's that's really exciting. Before I let you go, I want to ask you this last question: Are you worried that when the Galaxy fans are are shouting your last name whenever they're announcing the starting lineups and they get to Bradford and they have to yell Jamison the Fourth? Are you worried that the Jamison the Fourth is going to screw people up? And should we just go to Bradford IV and everybody just chants IV? I, I sort of need your opinion on this so I can lobby for you. I think I think chanting IV would sound nice. IV, okay, so so you are on the record as saying IV. I, I know it's impossible to give yourself an, your own nickname, but at least you 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 have swayed possibly me to say that I agree with you. By the way, I do agree with you. I think that makes the most sense. Well, Br- Bradford, I certainly thank you for stopping by. I'm um, always appreciate it. I know I know people are uh, are really excited to see you, and uh, hopefully the season gets started and and everything can rock and roll. So uh, congratulations on where you've been so far, and uh, and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. All right, that's Bradford Jamison the Fourth right here on Corner of the Galaxy. Uh, whenever I get back, I am going to be joined by, oh, you know who it is, Mr. Jared Dubois once again. He took a little break for this segment, so we'll be back talking some more L.A. Galaxy, so still a lot to get to. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
Recording from COG Studios and not their mom's basement, it's Corner of the Galaxy. And welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Geffen, Jared Dubois, still here with you. Again, listening to Back Pocket Memory, who is nice enough to let us use their music on this podcast without suing us. That's always a positive, Jared. Actually, did you I, get it in writing? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Nice. I did. Yeah, I know. I'm, you know, I'm trying to way to protect the brand. <laughs> yes. Pushing our agenda. That's what we do. Um, all right. Still more Gal- LA Galaxy talk. Want to thank uh, Bradford Jameson the fourth BJIV. Uh, you heard it in the in the interview there. He wants whenever whenever they announce his name, Bradford. We're all supposed to chant IV instead of Jameson IV because that is long and cumbersome that's gonna be tough that i i think if we start it if you can start it because imagine people chanting iv iv that's kind of cool i but like d- that would you say in la galaxy bj i still think of brian jordan i it, it is you know what's really hard is whenever you you go to at bradford jameson on twitter you have to put brj all right instead of bj because if you do bj it still comes up at bj6 which is which is brian jordan who was Jared, our first LA Galaxy player on Corner of the Galaxy, so we're we're big Brian Jordan fans still. I think at least still, I he, to this day, I think he had the best belt buckle game he, of he, any player. He did, he did. That's for sure. And and quite honestly, I don't think there's anybody. He was a even... master of the accidental tuck in the front. Oh, just just like you know, it was. Yeah. Oh, oh, somehow just the front got tucked in a little bit. Well, My bad. Well, yeah, but he pulled it off. It, well, and then it would tighten the shirt around his abs, and he always had excellent abs. Easy, Tiger. I have I have an an ab. And Ab. I think you have and something for Brian, for Brian Jordan. Easy. Easy. Mine back on the show here. Thank you very much. All right. Let's go over some LA Galaxy news as we get you uh, ready or, or at least counting down to a possible game on Friday. I like the fact that, Jared, you, you and I can at least be honest about the game on Friday. I think if you're trying to get a lot of media from, from some of the league sources sometimes, um, they're not exactly... Well, actually, they're just ignoring the fact that there's a CBA contract. Oh, what CBA? What, there's no CBA. But at least you and I can say that, you know, at the beginning, at, at this morning, even, Jared, whenever we were recording, recording on uh, Tuesday night, this morning, I was like, there's not going to be a game on Friday. Don't even even worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And just over the course of the day, I went from there's really not going to be a game on Friday. There might not be a game next week, as a matter of fact. We may be a month into this to, you know what? There might actually be a game on Friday. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I know you don't want to say I, it, I'm right? worried about it. I think the, this week may still go away. And here's why. Not that the deal won't be done right. by kickoff time, but these players aren't going to get on a plane. That's, that's the thing. Okay, so the Chicago Fire, uh, to, to sort of jump our Chicago Fire talk, um, said that they would get on a plane Wednesday if there was a CBA agreement signed. If not, they said they would get on a plane Thursday. I don't believe them because why would it matter if you're going to travel anyway? Why wouldn't you just go Wednesday? If it didn't matter if there was a CBA, why wouldn't you go Wednesday? So I think you're just you're, you. They're playing both sides. I, well, of course they are. They're gonna they're gonna hedge it, and as it goes down, you're gonna be like, uh, let's let's see how it goes. So I, I I think we're closer, and we'll get to some CBA talk, and we'll talk about the Chicago Fire here in just a little bit. I want to go over some things that did happen, however, this week. Um, the Gal- LA Galaxy have signed Edson Buttle to a contract. Both uh, Adam Serrano and Scott French both reported that Bruce Arena confirmed that Edson Buttle is now once again a member of your LA Galaxy. Good. Good thumbs up, thumbs bad. Gross, <laughs> gross. <laughs> I am, I am less enthused about this than I was when Alan Gordon came back. Alan Gordon worked. It, well, yeah, he totally worked. I said I, I, I felt better about that than I do about this. But I, I know, but the Edson fa- Buttle, the fa- I, listen, Edson Buttle in his last, I don't know, six to seven years, we got his best year, his one good yes. year. Yes. What is to make us think that he, he what, what's he going to do for us? They had to have signed him for like, you know, $10. I, I just, I, I think, you know, it's more like he's filling a roster spot at this point. I don't, I don't get it. Um, I'm with you, Jared. I think that uh, Edson Buttle has sort of, you know, been there, done that. And uh, from what I saw in Colorado last year, I was not a fan at all. Now, granted, Colorado was a train wreck. All right, but Edson Buttle could have still good pieces there, though. I mean, they do. They, now. they didn't have a great season, but they had some good pieces from the year before. <clears throat> I mean, here, here's Edson Buttle. Here's Edson Buttle since 2006. Yes, six goals with New York. Okay, zero goals with Toronto in ten games. Right, with Los Angeles over three years, 42 goals over three years. Right. Thank you. Landon Two Donovan. years with Ingolstadt. Over in Germany, nine goals and 31 appearances. Right. 
LA Galaxy 2012 when he came back for that uh, that swan song year. Yes. Three goals. Yes. Yeah. Nothing. Two years of Colorado, seven goals. Yeah. There's there's that means if I add this up, nineteen so nineteen, twenty-five, twenty-five goals in one, two, see, three, four, five, six, seven years around LA Galaxy. On the bunk uh, bookends of either side of his time with Galaxy, he has twenty-five goals in seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a big chunk of, with the LA Galaxy. Now you can spin that and say, "Hey, that means that LA Galaxy knows how to use them. Those other teams are bunk." I, I choose to think of it as he had a good little prime part of it. He had two good chunks of his career: Columbus early on, LA for a couple of years. But there's nothing since 2010, four years, that makes me think that he's a guy we should be taking a chance on right now. It's a retread. We're not worried about all the other math that everyone has figured out. There, there you go. Bruce Arena on, on, on Edson Buttle, obviously. Um, listen, I don't know about it, Jared. I don't know what you want me to say about it. I, I like it whenever you and I are on opposite sides of a topic. You're on opposite side of this? Y- yes. Oh, yeah. I want Edson Buttle bad. Like, you really? kidding me? Listen, no, I don't. I can't. Oh. I can't. I, that's what I was trying to say is I want to be on the opposite side of this just so that we we have some sort of disagreement here. But quite honestly, I'd lose all credibility if I thought that Edson Buttle was even close to a shadow of himself that the L.A. Galaxy fans could possibly remember him to be. He's not. I'll say this about Edson Buttle at least, though. Or I'll say this about this deal. Yes. Bruce Arena has a track record of getting the most from guys late in their careers. Look at Dan Gargan. Right. Look at Todd Donovan. Look at Mike McGee, a guy that a lot of the league had given up on. Bruce Arena takes these guys that have been around the league for a long time and gets the best out of them. Yeah, he you does. know, so there is a chance. I don't think it's so much in Edson as I think it is. I trust in Bruce Arena, right? But I still think it's a big project. Yeah. Um, now, granted, if it's a bargain, if they paid seventy thousand or under for him, I think it's a decent deal. If you're paying more than that, I don't get it. The good news is Edson Buttle is is widely known as one of the nicest guys you can talk to. So, I mean, at least I will be uh, entertained after the now, game. Now, this and, is a line of thought just to make me feel bad. <laughs> he is. He is. He is a nice guy. I, I hate to break it to you. It's oh, always okay. better. It's always better when they're when they're when they're dicks, Jared. But he, you know who else is probably a nice guy? John Bornstein. Doesn't mean <laughs> I think he should be on the the national team World Cup roster in 2010. Okay. Okay. I'm. The, I. I. I'm again. I think we're. In a, you're yelling at me, and I feel like we're agreeing. Oh, that's not yelling. We're agree yelling, and that's that's. It's awkward for me. So let's go on. Uh, that is the news for for Edson Buttle. There again, part of the LA Galaxy in 2015. If there is a 2015 season, that's right. I just made a statement that says there might not even be a complete season. There will be. Don't worry. There goes your chance of working for MLS. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both lost that chance whenever we decided to acknowledge the fact there is a CBA uh, negotiation going on. So we'll go on. The Galaxy did announce a radio contract. Now, I know not as cool as the TV contracts, but big on the English-speaking side, if you've ever tried to find an L.A. Galaxy game on the radio in English, can be challenging sometimes. It's not always 100% there. But the L.A. Galaxy did sign a deal with the Beast 980 am the beast the beast wacky fm dj the beast 980 i wish we had well, some that's cool. am though yeah oh, yeah true I, I guess you can't be a wacky a AM polite DJ. am dj it's it's not it's not all npr all right anyway uh so, so what they're gonna do is they're gonna stream every single one of the galaxy games on their mobile app so if you get their mobile app you can have every single one of the that's, galaxy that's games. the new radio anyway it is it is i agree i happen to like the format of you can get it when you want it and it's on a mobile app um cornerofthegalaxy.com, head over there and subscribe to our podcast and do the same. All right. Uh, They're also going to broadcast a minimum of 20 games live. That's a lot of games, Jared. I know it's not all the games, but it's most of the games. Wait, so they're going to broadcast some some of them in after the fact? No, I think what they're streaming all of them. Okay, and then they're going to broadcast live over air, over the oh, radio, gotcha. okay. live. Okay, so and at least twenty games. So I think you could get more than twenty games. So twenty games is a is a large portion of the uh, of the season. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, and the best part is Mr. Fred Rogan's going to be doing the play by play for this. I wonder if Fritz is going to give us like weather updates before the game. <laughs> it could it could happen. It could happen. Joe Tutino and Fred Rogan will split the play by play duties. Um, games basically that aren't on television with Time Warner Cable. Um, Joe Tutino does obviously the play by play on Time Warner Cable, and we've had him on the show many times. So he he will do that and continue to do that with Time Warner. Um, and then Fred Rogan will come in behind him. The analyst duties will go over to um, to Ralph Perez. So uh, and I'll say this though, the Fred Rogan the Fred. Fred and Fritz days are some of the best 
I think like local commercials you're ever going to see in LA. It was the golden era sort of of news broadcasting in Los Angeles, wasn't it? I mean, it, yeah, the, like... the 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 era of like uh, Hal Fishman, Doctor George Fishbeck. I mean, there there was like, and then there was Fritz and 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 Fred and Fritz. I mean, they had a great like marketing campaign with that. So listen, he's an icon of Southern California sports. I don't know if he's a soccer guy, but I kind of dig that Fred Rogan's doing the games. We we are going. To, I'm going to effort. Jared, effort behind the scenes to get Fred Rogan on the show. I will ask him if he's a soccer guy. Do you think he'll tell me the truth? I, I don't know if he'll tell you the truth. I, I want to know if he'll test him if he's a soccer guy. I, what, what am I going to write down, like, trivia questions? Is that is that what I need to do? I don't know. He I, says well, he's a soccer guy. Shouldn't be a problem, right? Well, I mean, you know me. As long as, it was about, as long as you're asking me a question about the 2014 or 2015 LA Galaxy, I can probably answer you. Anything outside of that, the, this this knowledge goes in one ear and out the other because I don't have time for I don't have time for all of it. It just overloads. It flows. Okay. And I, I went to Arizona State, so I'm already not that bright. Um, so anyway, so that is it for uh, for our Spanish speaking listeners. Uh, ESPN Deportes 13:30 and KWKWAM are returning for the Spanish language broadcast. That's all normal um, stuff there. So that's that's sort of where they have been, and they continue to be there. So. That's the information. It's at least good. It's good for the LA Galaxy. It's good for the listeners. You'll be able to if you can. No, it's, it's nice. I hope they do. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be post game or not. Oh, That's the thing I, I care about. I always like post game to listen to on the car ride home. If there's post game, listen. I'll volunteer right now. If the 9:80 a.m. wants me to do the post game, Jared, you and I to do the post game. I think we'll both do it. Oh wait, throw me in there at the end. I appreciate that. Okay, fine. You know what? Dog a bone. You know what? Screw you. Afterthought. Clearly. You know what? Screw you. I'll do it myself if you don't want to do it. I I was I wanted us to do it together, but whatever. So I'm not sure you did. Corner of the galaxy at gmail.com. Beast nine eighty. Go ahead. Give give me a call. I'll be I'll be ready to go. Don't worry about it. Um, and do the post game. I want to do it. (laughs) You 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 can do it too. You Don't leave me behind, you know? I won't. We're, we're a team. All right. Uh, the the other news, obviously, is stuff that you've been seeing. They've been teasing for a while. It makes for, uh, oh, so such an interesting uh, audio-only podcast is the LA Galaxy released their brand new Blue on Blue jerseys. The, this exciting stuff. Jared, have you seen it? Did you take a chance to take a look at the sexiness that is Blue on Blue? Yeah, I did. I liked it. I, I mean, I think they did a great job in terms of their marketing for it, the way they, they shot it in casual scenarios. Because, listen... How often are you ever wearing a jersey of a team in a non-casual atmosphere? I mean, how many of us are wearing it on the field? Oh, I do you all know? the time. That's what I, I I go late at night, stub up center when the security guards aren't there, climb over with my jersey on, and then I just roll around in the grass. Well, for the rest of us, we're usually yes. wearing it to a bar, wearing something like that. So I, I like the, the the feel behind the campaign. It felt very SoCal. It looks good as a casual jersey. And I'm not that guy that really rocks a jersey out casually, but I think, listen, Robbie Rogers can make anything look good. Duh. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's, that's a big thing right there. But Brian Rowe, I'll say, I'll Brian say this. Rowe too. Can we talk about the Jonas brother over there rocking, rocking the kid as well? I mean, first I just of all, wanna... you need to at least admit that I thought of that first. You did, and I will steal it and okay, use it cool. and not give you credit. But go ahead. But yes. How is it going to be $150? It's, <laughs> it's expensive. They're all expensive. I mean, we did the same have thing. Have they seen with... the gas prices have gone back up? <laughs> how am I supposed to spend $150 on a jersey? It's tough for an authentic man. Well, we even saw it with the Steven Gerrards whenever they came out in Authentics and they jacked those prices up too. I mean, clearly they're trying to capitalize on the market of people wanting these and the early adopters getting them. I just, I just don't know how sustainable it is. Listen, I'm all about you know free market type of thing. So if it doesn't work, if people don't buy them, then they won't buy them. You know who? You know who's not going to buy, be buying them? Jared Dubois. No, the Angel City Brigade for the first five games. <laughs> this is true. This is true. That is. I- I, I, you don't see that in your notes here anywhere. I, I didn't. I didn't put it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about it. Well, the Angel City Brigade has said that in response to their sanctioning for is it the first five games, I believe, or first eight games. I, I think it's five, but I these first five home games. I think that's what it is uh, for throwing streamers or a few people throwing streamers during MLS Cup. They've been sanctioned for uh, five games, and they say that what they'd like the fans to do is not to participate in buying any concessions, parking, or merchandise for the first five games in solidarity with them. I don't know if people will do it or not. I don't know if they should do it or not, but it's I think in the interest of equal time, people should be able to do the research and find it and decide for themselves. I, I have no problems with that at all. If you go to uh, Twitter at AC 
Brigade, I believe it's AC Brigade. I want to get that 100% check, and I'll, I'll check that before. But at, at Angel City Brigade, AC Brigade, I believe is their Twitter handle. If you go on Facebook and type in Angel City Brigade, you can find their Facebook page as well. Let's be honest, who can't get behind with like somehow screwing it to the man on parking? <laughs> it's one of the things I I like not paying for the most is is parking, especially whenever you. Well, go for the rest to, of the plebeians out yeah, there. No, hey, hey, I had to pay twenty five dollars whenever I went up to San Jose, and and I parked three quarters of a mile away. Twenty five dollars. Three mile, like a three quarters of a mile away. I, yeah, the, the, I would rather park at StubHub Center. Quite honestly, I, I will pay that. I will pay that price. But, I'd rather pay five dollars for parking. Well, it's like whenever you go to the Coliseum around USC, and I think I once went to a college. It's football the game single in, most. I think it's 70, one of these, seventy-five dollars. Single most thing that we just accept in life is paying that for parking. Is just no reason we should accept this. <laughs> it's just too much. It's too. It's it's. Yeah, I agree. It's one of those things that it, it's almost as egregious to me as when you see mobsters and movies come into businesses like you need to pay me for protection, right? Yeah, no. Like, uh, well, but there's no one. There's no one robbing my store. Hey, uh, that, they break something. That, How about now? What now? You need protection. Well, well, I like the fact that you know they'll say that they'll raise parking prices or whoever is charging the parking will raise them to encourage you to carpool to the game, knowing that we're not going to carpool to the game and knowing we're all going to pay the twenty dollars, oh. twenty five dollars, right? Yeah, that's that. That now they just tell me I'm stupid. Yes, now you're an idiot and pay me $25. So anyway, that is that is the the blue on blue. There's also calendars available if you like that sort of casual stuff. By the way, big shout out, big shout out to uh, Hana Asano, the photographer. We had uh, Robert Mora in studio. He talked to us about photography, talked to us about Hana. Hana's the one who shot those photos, Jared. She's a freaking rock star with a camera. Uh, makes anybody look good. I dare her to say that she could even make me look good, but that's pushing uh, She did a great shot in there, too. The Robbie Rogers one with the, the with the uh, profile of the sun off to the camera's right, well, putting a great shadow on the wall. It's like chiseled. I mean, it's perfection. It's, it's, it's Robbie Rogers. It, it's professionalism behind the camera matched with true modeling professionalism in front of the camera. It's just, you're getting it all easy, right there. Easy, Tiger. I know. It's getting me all worked up and bothered. All right. So now we go to the CBA, CBA update. Jared, we talked about it a little bit before Jeffrey Carlisle, Stephen Goff, putting out articles, putting out tweets. Um, both of these guys very plugged in. I know there's some other guys who are doing stuff as well. Taylor Twelman getting in on the action as well. Give it up for Aaron Staller too. Actually camping, camping outside out. where the negotiations are going on, freezing his booty off, trying and to get some information. Follow his Twitter account because he's basically stalking them. It's great. It's great stuff. He just announced uh, not too long before we came on the air that they had just returned back inside the building and that Garbage was inside the building, but Foose, the uh, the, the Bob here, here, Foose, the here's a, here's a, a, a Aaron install uh saw our update right now yes more blinds being closed by the players <laughs> <laughs> well this is what happens when you live tweet it but i love uh, this though <laughs> he's he's affecting change no it's great i mean this is the coverage we deserve quite honestly this is coverage mls fans deserve and so it's great to see it coming about and and that's what we want i mean if you're looking to support independent media i'm telling you right now mlssoccer.com is not covering this like aaron stallers out there covering it right now um, nobody else is. Jeffrey Carlisle for ESPN is cover. ESPN FC is covering this. Um, you know, probably late into the night tonight. Stephen Goff is covering this late into the night. Support these local independent people who are working their butts off to bring you actual updates from the CBA and not getting some party line. This is real Goff's news. The OG soccer journalist too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, Goff is for sure. Yeah, there's 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 a couple other maybe just slightly predate him but Stephen Goff was the original like uh, soccer journal that I followed back in the late 90s. Anyway, we go to the uh to the proposals now. You we talked about it the the first proposal that we even heard. First of all, everybody who's getting upset that the owners put out a free agency offer the first time of you have to be at least 32 years old and you have to have at least 10 years with the same club in order to qualify and the only person who did I think was be Brad Davis coming up this year at the end of the year. All right? First of all, if you're upset about that, you were not paying attention to the actual context there. And the actual context is the owners put free agency on the table. When they said it was impossible. When they said they wouldn't do it. And everybody was like, it's never going to happen. You know, this is one of the things the players... It was well, on it is the table. some melting of the ice. Well, and there was even further melting of the ice. If you look at the next report that came out not too long ago, um, again, at least 28 years old and eight years in the league. So, And then Taylor Twelman is reporting that there's a cap on the offer that you can go when you go to the next club. So let's say you are an actual free agent and you qualify under this deal, Jared, and you make $50,000. Okay, This is the example Twelman used. You make $50,000. Well, if the team wants you on free agency, the most they can give you is a 10% bump. So you can make $55,000 now instead of $50,000, and that's why you could get something 
something out of free agency. Not not exactly the, the the mucho dinero I think all the players were looking for, but the bottom line is it's still a negotiable offer. You're getting closer to something that will resemble restricted free well, agency. The thing, there's still a cap. These teams are still going to have to be within the cap. They are. So they can't go crazy. Nope. But I don't think you. So I don't think you need to put this ten dollar, ten thousand percent. Wow, ten percent raise ten thousand percent because I mean you can give the player how much you ever, how much you want, but you still have to have enough money left over to pay the other players as well. Yeah. So I, it's it's a self policing system to a certain extent. It is. It's, as as I think I've said before on other shows, and and I think Jeff Carlisle said it. Lots of people make this. It's it's a zero sum game. If you give some to, if I have to give more money to you, that means there's less money for me, Jared. So it's it, it makes sense. It's still I'm okay with that. Agreement. Yeah, I know. I figured you, you'll sign right now. Negotiation done. I like your 10,000% raise. I think that's a good one. 10,000%. It's based on value. Anyway, so that is where the CBA, it's it's moving in the right direction. Free agency is on the table. There are negotiations going back and forth. If I was the players, I would have never got upset about that first offer that came through. It's not about getting upset. It's about countering immediately and seeing if you could get them to budge off that number. And it seems like it's happening. They are, they are working with a federal mediator, by the way. I want everybody to know that. They're working with a federal mediator, and that mediator is the same one who just uh, ended the the dock workers uh, strike and, and slowed on that they were having in the Los Hallelujah. Angeles. Yes, so so that's it's it's the same person who's working there, which is good sign. So as a mediator, Jared, it's their job to say, listen, nobody's going to leave here happy, but what can you live with? And you know, we're getting closer to what they can live with. So we'll see. I think it's it's getting close. I don't know if it's going to be close enough for the LA Galaxy game, though, Jared, against the Chicago Fire at 7 p.m. at StubHub Center. Um, it's a tight, tight timetable for that all to happen. And if there's one game that's going to be sacrificed, it's going to be the Galaxy game because it's the first one. It's the one on It basically Friday. needs to be settled tonight if that game's going to happen. Yeah, it's you got to have something early in the morning if not. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could go to midday, probably tomorrow, well, you know, noon, our time, um, Pacific time, and, and that would be it on Wednesday um, to really get something done. It's going to be going to be tight. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope I hope for the best. But if not, um, I mean, if they get it done, we have a Chicago team coming in that's had uh, an undefeated uh, preseason. So uh, a team that might be on the up, a team that I've found incredibly unsexy for a number of years, but a team that is looking a little bit different this year. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be. Uh, obviously, uh, fellow... Or, or LA Galaxy alum uh, Mike McGee uh, could possibly be returning here. Um, you have Mikey Stevens, who 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 was with the Galaxy, went over to uh, stay back, stay back, stay back. Stay, yes. Don't save. Stay don't, back. Don't, don't like that. Don't save me. Just let me flounder out there, Jared. Thank you. So so no, he's. Like, co- I know how to pronounce a, a know, letter that has an A and an E in it. It's one letter that they're like yeah they're like backwards. So I don't. Yeah, it's weird. I think uh, it's like stop back or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but he's back and he's now on the Chicago Fire. So you could see some sexy Mikey Stevens action out there on the field. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, for the LA Galaxy, this is all going to be really about them. The pressure's on them. Um, it's it's about seeing who's going to start. I mean, you could roll the dice on starting line. I can't even give you a predicted starting lineup because it, it could change. I have no idea. Well, well, in that case, why are they listening to the show, Josh? He's giving them something. I already. But I'll tell you a little bit about Chicago Fire, though. They do have uh, <clears throat> they have a returning uh, rookie of the year in Harry Ship, uh, a guy that uh, a lot of people should should know a lot about. He's a guy that has a lot of buzz around him going into this season. He's maybe the great white hope for Chicago. Uh, Mike McGee coming off a, a less than stellar year after his uh, MVP worthy performance two years ago. Um, I, I wasn't playing in the last uh, preseason game. I'm not sure if he's nursing. An injury right now or not, but he did not play in their last preseason game, so that may be a question mark right there. Uh, obviously, like you said, the return of Michael Stevens, he served as a sub in the last game, um, but the big thing for Chicago is they have really good leadership in the middle of the field, and Jeff Laurentwitz, a converted center defensive midfielder, playing center back now for a second year for Chicago. I like Jeff Laurentwitz as a player. I don't know if he's a center back uh, by normal convention, but Similar to what you see with what uh, Jurgen Klins was doing with Jermaine Jones, as players get up in age and they still have the mental game on their side, they go to a place where positioning is more of a benefit to them than physical fitness. And you see Jeff Laurentwitz, Jermaine Jones making these switches into the center of defense. And Jeff is a leader at heart. I mean, a fantastic captain for both the New England and uh, and Chicago. And uh, outside of that, Quincy, Quincy Ameriquois, one of the breakout strikers of last season. 
I'm not buying Quincy Ameriquois as a consistent striker in MLS. I think mm. he had a good season last year, got hot at a couple moments. I don't know that he's the type of guy you build your team around, though. All right, so so there it is. That's sort of a brief overview on the Chicago Fire. Um, normally, we do a lot more in-depth of, of these games when they come up, but the fact is that there's so much left up in the air with the CBA and all that, it's, it's difficult to um, focus 100% on that game like it's actually going to happen. So we'll see, obviously, if it does. Um, you know, I'll be there on Friday. So, I mean, it, it'll be exciting. It's going to be – it's exciting the fact that the season could possibly happen. I'm getting more excited. I don't want to go 100% to, yes, it, we're going to have a game on Friday, but I, I feel better about it. And, you know, if we do show up on Friday and there is a game there, Jared – there's a giant new um, scoreboard waiting for us. I know Sev, one of our listeners, um, is going to be so excited about it. We may have to like keep him away from trying to like uh, physically attach himself to that video board. Um, but it, it's exciting for all of us because that's that's one of the major upgrades that you're going to see there. And you know, quite honestly, the Galaxy deserve to have the biggest video board in Major League Soccer. So. By the way, I think I mentioned Harry Ship as the 2014 MLS Rookie of the Year. That was actually Teshoak and Daly. They both came down to the wire on that one. So okay. my was, own correction there. Correction? Uh, flip a coin. It, it was close on them. All right. So um, anything else, Jared? You good? We want to get out of here? Let's do it. All right. Go ahead and uh, – okay. So you, I know we haven't recorded in a while. You can tell them where, where to find you and, and your other show, and then I can, I can handle all the rest of that stuff. All right? Let, well, let, not me. Let, let, but let's be honest here. They don't really need to know where I'm at. They know already. But I'll still put a reminder out there just in case. You can get me on Twitter at jrodius, J-R-O-D-I-U-S. And twice weekly, excuse me, once weekly on Sunday nights and live and the next day on podcasts for the best soccer show talking all things American soccer, MLS, and U.S. Men's National Team. See, there it is. That, that was easy. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. Obviously, please go to at Back Pocket Memory. That's without the vowels. You can follow them, buy their music on iTunes. This song is called Hide and Seek, a, a good song. So uh, we really appreciate them partnering with them and being able to use their music really good. I want to thank Brad for Jamison the Fourth for coming on the show. A great interview with him. Always love talking to BJ. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna stay you know as close to him as we can as we go through the season. So that way we can follow his progression as he possibly gets a starting roll with the LA Galaxy. So, um, I think that about does it. The LA Galaxy versus the Chicago Fire at StubHub Center on Friday, 7 p.m. Uh, that is possibly going to happen, and you can pay attention. They'll let you know if there's a game or not. So, um, other than that, I guess we'll see you out at the stadium on Friday, or if not, we'll, we'll be there soon. I, I, have a, I have a good feeling about it. So, for Mr. Jared Dubois, I'm Josh Gessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'll turn it over now to Mr. Michael Araujo. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast, and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.